time we're going to do a prayer devotion. We've had many of y'all do a prayer devotion. And tonight we've got somebody who's doing it for the first time. And uh, she came to me and said, Lord, put something on her heart. I told her to be ready. So she's ready. And here she comes. Would you please welcome Lorna Williams? This is a very special night for myself, and I, I feel proud standing up here with her because um, Pastor's been preaching about the seed and how we need to sow the seed, and she's got something tonight that I believe is really going to bless your heart. Someone sowed a seed, that, and she had her old heart had been hardened, but that little old seed broke that hardened heart. There's so much power in that little seed when it's planted. So thank God for that. Would you stand with me, please? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your mighty presence this evening, Lord. We thank you for your beautiful, wonderful grace and your love that you have for your children and concern, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word and what your word gives us light, Lord. We thank you for the many blessings in which you've stored upon my family and upon each and every one that's in here. You've worked miracles in my family with over the past few years, Lord, and we are so grateful and loving for that. And it's my prayer tonight, Lord, that these words in which you speak, they go out an anointing, and they touch soul tonight, Lord. This is for someone. Father, we give you the honor and the grace, and bless each and every one here, and I pray that every need be met in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like Jerry said, it's it's true. Um, I feel very honored to be up here. Um, I express my feelings through writing. And the best way for me to get my point across is by actually reading what I have wrote. And um, it goes like this. God puts Christians in places that we are not comfortable with. He puts people in places that doesn't make sense to us, but that's not for us to figure out at that time. God has put me up here. It wasn't easy for him because I'm so hard-headed, and it sure hasn't been easy for me. I would go to bed at night, 
planning on sleeping, and of course God had other plans. I would think about my life and my struggles and how I dealt with so many. I'm not talking about one or two nights. I'm talking for months this would go on. Finally, I asked God, what are you wanting me to do with this? There has to be a point somewhere. If you don't want the answer, do not ever ask God, because he will put you right where you're not comfortable. I am a crier. I cry because I care. I cry because I love. When I worship our God Almighty, I cry. So be prepared. There will probably be tears. This is my testimony. The Lord has put this on my heart to stand up here to let someone hear it. I believe this with all my heart. Back in 2011, I worked at Nordine with many good people, but for one person, this one person that I will always love and I will always And will be till the day I, one day I, she is a dear friend to me, a very good friend and a very good sister in Christ. That person is Holly Walters. See, just like Bob Fisher said last Wednesday, and the pastor has said so many times in the past that people watch you, your actions. I knew Holly was, on, was going to church here at the palace. I did. How did I know this? Because Holly asked me to come on many occasions. <clears throat> she planted a seed in me. Finally, I thought, why not? So Jerry and I came on Sunday and sat right over there about where Jim's at. And... Uh, Every Sunday, we worship and praise God. We met sweet Louise. She would say, hi, I'm Louise. And I'm sorry, I'm not really good with, with names. And I, I just thought that was hilarious because she asked me that every Sunday. <clears throat> she made me feel welcome. And if she didn't come by on Sunday, I would look for her. I never told her that. We came for two years, did not get connected with anyone, so I thought. My daughter Christina and her boyfriend and daughter started coming with us. This is where it gets hard for me. I can relate to Chuck Richardson when he talked about his brother. Christina led a rough life. Her previous boyfriend had beat her so many times that the doctor said she had the body of a 40-year-old from all the beatings and drugs. She was only 24 years of age. I tried tough love. I had tried threatening her with her daughter, taking her daughter from her. I even took her to rehab and dropped her off. I would pray, please, Lord, just take, take it off from her. Give her strength, Lord, to fight, to get off drugs, to start seeking you. My prayers were heard. She, she called me one Saturday and says, Mom, 
We're going to church with you and Jerry. Thank you, Jesus. I was so happy and excited. I was so grateful for God for doing this for me. They came with us for about a month, and I could see she was cleaning her act up, and her life was starting to turn around. I know all of you have heard the ringtones on your phones. It's either for your mom or your sister or your child. Well, I had one for Christina, and it said that your daughter's calling, answer your phone, because she was always calling me. <clears throat> I just knew she was going to say, come get us tomorrow. We're going to church. But that's not what happened. It was her boyfriend, and the sound of his voice. He said, Lord, I have something to tell you. That's all he had to say. I knew Christina had left this earth. I knew. He just kept saying, I'm sorry. And I would say, no, no over and over. I started hollering, no, no. It seemed like forever before I could ask what happened. He said, we came to my mom's to spend the weekend and I was coming home today. So we could go to, we were coming home today so we could go to church with you. He said, I checked on her and when I got up, she was fine. He said, I went back an hour later and she was gone. Christina had forgotten her machine that she needed for sleeping. And later, I had found out that she had not been feeling well. And he didn't, she didn't want, to tell, didn't want to call me because she knew I would make her go to the hospital. This day was January 19, 2013, and the time was 3.30 p.m. This is where I went downhill from that call. Why? Why did this have to happen? She was going to church. She was no longer on meth. I'm not saying she was on the straight and narrow, but I am saying she was turning her life around. I didn't want to come to church. I didn't want any reminders of sitting here in church with her. That was when I had last seen her. I was mad. I was angry at God, at myself. I was in so much pain. Why did this have to happen? She was going to get married. She had a beautiful daughter to raise. She was slowly turning her life around. God was so easy to be mad at. Why, God? Why would you do this? I felt like I was a bad mother. I should have never done things. I should have done things differently. So many things go through your mind. You just want to pray that your nightmare, you're in a nightmare, and when you wake up, it will all be over. I went for a year tormenting myself, blaming everyone, hurting, even with this all going on. Guess who still asked me to come to church? That's right, Holly. I'm still running, and I'm still hurting and I'm running from God and I'm running from myself 
January 9, 2014, I get a call while I'm on break at work. My nephew had hung himself in his apartment. <sighs> My sister found her son hanging in his kitchen. He left behind a mother, sisters, a brother, and a large extended family that had not recovered from Christina's death. My nephew had also been on drugs and not of a stable mind from a previous car wreck. He was never the same. Lord, how much more can, I, can happen? I don't understand. How much do you think I can endure, Lord? I'm still not over the loss of my daughter, now my nephew. February 16th, 2014, I received yet another call. My oldest daughter says, Mom, I need you right now. She had found her husband dead on their property. They said that he had probably died of a seizure. The choices that Danny, my daughter's husband, had made in life was not good ones as well. But I ask again, why, Lord? I'm so tired. Why are you putting me, my family, through all of this? I just want to scream and holler until I can't until I get answers. I'm mad. I'm mad at God, I'm mad at, at the world. I feel beaten down. I feel as if I'm going, just going through the motions of life. If you think I'm done, I'm not. Mr. Williams, <clears throat> sorry, August 2014, we get a knock on the door and it is the sheriff's office and we all know when, you, when the sheriff comes knocking on your door in the middle of the night, it's never good. He said, Mr. Williams, I'm sorry to tell you that your son has been killed. Really? I know that most of you have heard my husband who spoke on this very stage about giving the person that decided to take his, his son's life without remorse. I'm just numb. I am so tired of feeling anything. We struggle for four more years mentally and physically. One day, out of the blue, Jerry says, what do you think about going to church again? It doesn't have to be the palace praise. We could try somewhere else. I said, I'm not ready. You can go if you want to. I should have never said I wasn't ready. One day, shortly after that, I was listening to the radio, and a song came on. I can't remember the name, but it hit home for me. I started crying and laughing. 
and praising God. I seen Holly at her work, and of course she says, Hey, Lorny, that's her nickname for me. You ought to come to church. I said, I don't know. A few days later, Amanda, who I didn't know, I didn't know her at all, brings in her child into the office where I work. She was listening to a song I had heard on the radio and that I had heard here at the palace. I said, where do you go to church at? I already knew the answer. I, I knew it. She said, I go to the palace. Go to the palace to praise. I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I get it. She continues to tell me her testimony and what God's done for her and her family. Some time goes by, and I see Holly again. Hey, Lorne, like to see you at church. Will you come? I said, yes. I will be there. See you Sunday. Holly had no idea of the things that I had been going through. You see, when Jerry asked me about going to church again, he knew, he knew we needed to get back praising and worshiping God. He knew that I was not okay before. I couldn't because that was the last time I had seen my daughter Christina was here. He was just trying to get me somewhere, and I love him very much for that. I already knew and had no doubt in my mind that this is the church for us. This time, we got connected with Connect Tracks, and I met some wonderful people, the Cochrans and the Morgans. We started attending Sunday school classes and driving the van some on Sundays. We sat on the front row because I don't have all the distractions. Our love, I love to worship our worship team. I think they're the best. I think they do a fantastic job. For me, I believe I connect with God through worship. I love having room to scream and shout and lift my hands to the Lord and praise Him for everything He has done for me. We became elders because we felt it was our calling. I get a great gift every time I pray for someone. I believe in the hands. Uh, I believe on hands-on healing in God's holy name. I am so grateful to be used by our God to help heal His people, mind, body, and soul. It took me a long time to stop running, to stop blaming God and everyone else. I know it wasn't God that did these things. It was just so easy to blame him. I'll know that he never left my side. He was just waiting for me to come around. He has the biggest shoulders to cry on. And he was just waiting for me to stop and listen. Just listen to what he wanted me to hear. I blame the choices that Christina chose in life 
the way she chose to live. I blame my nephew's choices, my son-in-law's, and my, steps, my stepson's choices. God did not do this to me. He loves me, and he wants only the best for me and you. He did not do this to, to them either. I wallowed in self-pity for far too long. Pastor even said a few weeks back, God doesn't do these things to us. We do these things to us. We can run, but we can never hide from our Lord, our Savior. God knows with me, he has to give me extra shove. Just like him wanting me to give my testimony on my struggles. He would say, this is what I want you to do with your struggles. And I would say, but Lord, you know I don't like to speak publicly. And then our, in our Sunday school class, something would be said about this very subject. I would tuck it in my pocket like I'm gathering confirmation. Then the pastor would say something, and the list went on and on. I was listening to Chuck Richardson because it reminded me of what God was telling me to do. I said, okay, God. But God, I think people wait to be asked by Pastor Randy. But if you want me to do this, give me a sign. About that time, Jerry says, you ready? Nope, not yet was my reply. So something led me to just hang out. I went and talked to Cindy and Pastor and Sean for a little while and I turned around to leave and Randy was standing there talking with Jerry. Okay, Lord, loud and clear. God was not going to let me slide on this one. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I don't know for sure why I was supposed to speak tonight and tell my testimony. I don't know if it's the addict that thinks their actions or their choices in life doesn't matter or affect any, anyone but them, which is very wrong. It affects everyone. If it's someone thinking about suicide, we can help. I will help. I will listen. I will pray for you, with you. There's always a better choice, a better way than suicide. Or if you have lost a loved one and was on the same path as me thinking emotionally, just giving up. Grieving is a process each and every one of us go through in our own way. There is no time limit. I still grieve for my daughter, but it's because I miss her. been six years and the death pain does lessen it does but it will never go away I know God didn't do these things I really, I really knew the whole time but it was just so easy to blame him the seed that Holly planted in me several years ago she kept feeding <laughs> watering and never gave up. I love her for that. I have been harvested. 
pastor talks about the harvest. This is the harvest. I am part of the harvest. I smile every day. I am thankful for who God has led me to become. I want God to use me like he did Holly. I want to plant that seed in someone else's life. Don't give up on someone that you love. Keep planting and harvesting. In the New Living Translation, Psalms 56 and 8, you keep, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. In Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for the good, to, for the good that God loved to them who are he, the called according to his purpose. I honestly don't know who this was for, but I know God wouldn't put me up here for no reason. So what I want to do is if you've had any of these death, addiction, suicide, anything that I have spoke of, anything, and you want prayed for, I want you to come forward. I want to pray for you. And if... Thank you.